all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Well, well, hello everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of 15 Minutes of Important Relevant Topics that I'm doing, for the will be doing for the next few months of different topics and different subjects in 15-minute increments. So welcome to the Body of Christ Real Talk show. Okay, today what I'm going to be doing, or tonight that is, I'm going to be leading to the conclusion of the series I've been doing about Pauline rejectors, people who reject the teachers of the Apostle Paul. And I think it's okay now to conclude it because it's really nothing else that I can really uh, go into to show you guys uh, that uh, there are people out there that rejects the teachings of Paul, as well as the teachings of Jesus, you know, but uh, but specifically since we're talking about the Apostle Paul there, I wanted to show you there are people out there, and also I wanted to hear it for myself, people out there that just outrightly rejects the teachings of pa- Apostle Paul. I know it, I hear it now, but what surprises me is they don't have too much credibility or, you know, from what I heard from these uh, people, uh, interviews anyway from YouTube, Christian Burke and uh, these four other men that was giving their reasons why they reject Paul's teaching, but I'm sure it's quite a bit of, it's, it's quite a bit out there that does. And I want you to know that, that if you look up YouTube, you have several people teachers, occults, sects, theologians, or some claim Christians that say they reject the teachings of Paul. The reason I say some claim because you cannot reject the teachings of Paul, which is Jesus talking to Paul and claim to be a believer and preacher Christian. And that's why I said that, you know, so I'm very careful who I call a believer today and who I call a Christian. So that's why I say I'm going to come to the conclusion. Uh, I had uh, several verses I wanted to continue to read about Pastor Paul, you know, about Paul's. And what's interesting about the Pastor Paul, whenever the majority of his books, his epistles, his letters, when he starts it off, is usually Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the word of God, or Paul, an apostle, Paul, an apostle. Paul claims to be an apostle. And they have problems with that, you know, because they stuck. And to me, it just seems like they feel that the only ones that can be called apostles is Jews or somebody from the uh, flock or, you know, like Peter and the Twelve, stuff like that. They seem like they have limited themselves just believing that apostles has to be Jewish. I mean, not Jewish. 
because Paul is Jewish himself. Let me correct myself. That the apostles have to be only in the kingdom program or, you know, branched off from Jesus' earthly ministry, ministry and stuff like that, because that's one of the disciples that used to be called disciples in the four Gospels. They are called the apostles going to the book of Acts and stuff like that. So it seems like a lot of these Paul rejectors reject him by calling himself an apostle as well. Like the apostleship ended with the twelve. Now, some of that is true, because if you go through the Bible, the Bible doesn't specifically talk about a lot of other apostles besides Paul. Paul has a unique apostleship. Paul is the only one in the, in the Bible, really, he has a unique apostleship. Now, any apostles after Paul and a few of his followers, maybe Barnabas and which the Bible does not talk too much, but I believe they were, the apostleship ended with Paul and his followers. That's what I am saying. The apostleship ended there because we got to remember it was a transition. You know, the apostleship started with the kingdom program, no doubt. It started under the law. It started with the kingdom messianic program, the apostleship and man that called. It transferred over to Paul to prove the Jews that God is going to work with the Gentiles now. So Paul had that title as the apostle of the Gentiles, okay? Showing that he was going out. Apostleship just moved the, uh, the apostles over the Jews and the Messianic program. Paul apostleship was afloat and showing that he was the apostle or whoever else was with him, but he's the main one. That was over the Gentiles. So that's why the apostleship transferred over to Paul and whoever else was with him. You know, I believe there was a few more other apostles, but Paul was the main one. It ended under the ministry, apostleship that is, not the gospel Paul preaches, but the apostleship ended with Paul after his death. I believe according to the word of God, the word of God is not saying specifically, you know, because it goes straight into Hebrews and stuff like that, back to the kingdom Jewish program, Paul was the last apostle period, and whoever was with him, he was the last apostle called by God and many men, or even some ladies today call themselves apostles and stuff like that, you know, but you have to remember this the apostleship was a ministry started under the kingdom program and there was only 12 apostles. No one else in the Bible under the kingdom program was recorded as being called apostles. But the 12, Peter and the 12. Paul was called an apostle. That's why he put a lot of label and emphasis on his name. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. The majority of Paul's letters, uh, except a couple of them, Paul uses the term apostle in his 13 letters. I said about two of them from what I see uh, in his letters. You know, an apostle. Now, many people claim that he wrote Hebrews. That's why uh, many grace teachers and others rejected Paul, uh, wrote Hebrews because the, Paul has a, a, a type of signature that proves the books he's writing starting off in that certain format. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, by the word of God, except a couple of his letters. And that's the sign of showing that Paul wrote the book. That's why it's, it's a debate. And many uh, grace believers don't believe Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. 
you know, you have a few that do, but you have many, I believe, or the majority that don't. But I don't get into all that, you know, I don't I don't get into all that whether you've done it or not. Okay. Either way it go, it was not for the body of Christ, the book of Hebrews. Whether he wrote it or not, it's not a letter to the new creature, to the body of Christ, okay? All right. Now, like I said, these Pauline, I like to call them reject, rejectors, does not have any type of weight or proof to fall on to what I see to prove or to convince me, myself, that Paul is a false teacher or he's a heretic or a false messiah, whatever they want to call it, that doing this series and doing those little few interviews and I can listen to the others, but it, it does not matter because they don't have no credibility. They cannot prove it in scriptures, you know, anything like that. The only conclusion that I can come up with is because they just have a problem because Paul does not teach and does not preach the same way Jesus or teach the gospel and uses the same words that Jesus used in his earthly ministry. That's the conclusion I come up with why many people have an issue with Paul. And it's not Paul's fault, it's the reader's fault because they refuse to try to write the Bible or they don't understand the difference between prophecy and mystery. That's what it comes down to. And you have others out there. Now, what makes this even worse sometimes, because even some people that do follow Paul and believe Paul belongs in the Bible, they still blindly and blindly say that Paul and Peter preached the same gospel, which is obvious they did not. See, it's almost like they're in denial because they will not accept that Paul taught something different than Peter. Because traditionally, again, we was brought up to believe the whole Bible mainly was for us. And, you know, Paul's letters and Jesus' teaching was all the same. Many people don't know where to put Paul. They knew something was different about it, but they just, without, even though they may have read Paul's letters, they just blindly say and believe that Paul and Peter taught the same gospel, which is very far from the truth. Now, I'm talking about the ones that do accept Paul teaches and believe Paul is a man of God. You know, the majority of the churches do believe that. But they would, those same ones will say that Peter and Paul talk the same message or talk the same gospel. You understand what I'm saying? Which is not true. So, that's why I call it what people don't know where to put Paul. So, when they hear someone like me or others mention that, Paul's gospel was different, they can't see that. It's like they blinded because the tradition, tradition blinds you. Really. Even when you see it, you still just don't see it because you have these blinders or veil over your eyes from being taught traditionally, denominational, old school, traditional ways. So it's hard to even see that. It's hard to, when you're being taught to believe in a certain format of the Bible, that the majority of the Bible talk the same thing, especially if you're 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years in it, uh, it's hard for you to just change and believe that they did. 
And that's why I, I, I believe I will have an easier time trying to minister to a new convert more than an old convert that's been married over 20, I mean, you know, I mean, saved over 20 years or something. Because the younger converts or the newer converts, it's not, they didn't have time to get caught up in traditional denominational teachers as long as the old schoolers like myself and others that was brought up in different denominations and, denominations and uh, traditional teachings, okay? So that's why I said I'm going to conclude that uh, maybe the next lesson I might, I might read a few scriptures. I don't feel I have to. A few verses to prove that Paul belongs in the Bible. Paul was called by Jesus Christ. I read those the other the other day. You know that Paul was a man of God. Paul, the, what Paul teaches was revealed to him by Jesus Christ. Okay. Now I'm gonna. I hope you don't make too much noise. But what I'm going to do now, and going into the next uh, show, I'm just gonna. Read something out of uh, Acts 10 to show the beginning of this transition to the Gentiles that's going to be taking place. And these are basically to show you that many might say Peter was the first man to uh, preach to the Gentiles. No, and I just want to show this in Acts 10. Okay, uh, specifically the certain passage. Uh, about the sheets coming down and stuff like that. So the next show I will be getting into that. These ver- the, the reason I'm going to do this is to show you that Peter knew there was a transition. He didn't understand it at first, but later on down the line, he, he caught on and just figured out, yes, God was telling him different things like that. I'm paraphrasing that. You know, there's going to be a transition going out to the Gentiles. Not by him, but God was just giving him a picture of what's going on and everything. So when I come back and do the next show, we're going to get into that. So stay tuned for more of that in the next episode of Body of Christ Real Talk. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.